0: Everybody. welcome to episode two twenty four of the Go Gorilla
1: Filmcast, your
0: source for all things indie film. I am one of your hosts, Sasha Dumont.
1: I'm another host, Mr. Paul Robinson. And today, we're having some audio issues, but we're gonna we're gonna do this. Listen, we don't need people to know that we have issues. Okay, we run a tight ship <laughs> this here. Is part is of perfect, indie filmmaking, constantly. things go wrong. Yeah. That's the whole point. Um, we have a guest on today, and I'm very excited um, to talk with her about. She's very knowledgeable, and so I'm very excited yes. to kind of dive into her brain and figure out what's going on in there because she knows a lot. But uh, please introduce yourself.
2: Hey, I'm Natalie Chow, and I am a Hudson Valley-based filmmaker. I have my own podcast for a little bit with my best friend. I uh, kind of I teach video and film tips on TikTok and Instagram and all the social medias, mm-hmm. and uh, we kind of just we found each other through. A local Hudson Valley filmmaking group, yep. so it's it's interesting how all of this stuff comes together.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's the uh, that's the good side of social media.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> it's it's the side that I try to stay on. Yeah, yeah. it's really interesting because um, there's been like this recent uh, the way we met was through mutual people that were from the city that moved up here, and um, so it's just it's kind of ironic. Mm-hmm. It's because uh, we've been we've been up here a long time, and uh, it was always hard to find connections. Uh, mm-hmm. it, you know, it was it, there. We've been no strangers to this on the show. We're pretty transparent with it, but it's like we came across a lot of egos. And I was just like, oh, I don't even care to deal with people up here because they're the worst. And then, you know, we started like Christina and everybody started coming up and we're like, oh, wait, no, we actually know these people. So this is like a good group of people to know. So this is having been here ourselves for 15 years, you know, we didn't have a lot of connections that we uh, felt we could vibe with i guess in terms yeah. of personalities and um yeah. so what you're doing is really cool if you could tell us more about your videos and and why you started doing that
2: sure yeah so same thing i i've, I've uh, i actually grew up in westchester and have sent, recently moved out um but i the where i was working there was a lot of you know like in the westchester spaces a lot of the people that come from the city that you know retire move up and then they mm-hmm. have had their careers and their egos at then mm-hmm. you know yeah. so there there's certain personalities there yeah. that not to say, you know, in a negative way, but in the in sense that um, it was, again, time for me to, you know, I had to move away from home. Um, but also there were just things that I wanted to get to a certain more. I felt a little more in this Hudson Valley area because I also spent a few hours work, working up here. Um, it just felt like very connected when I was working here and, and freelancing up here and stuff. So I, I knew I liked the area. Um, but so what I do on the social media side of things, the the, the side of me that you guys saw and met and uh, were, were talking to, was I, I do these like one minute to two minute tutorials on um on TikTok, on YouTube, on Instagram. And I'm just wanting to reach those people, usually students like that age of of like college age, maybe late high school age. Mm-hmm. And they're the people that have like they like just discovered that filmmaking maybe is a job that you can do or even is just like a cool thing that you can do. Uh cause when I was in high school, I graduated in twenty eleven and around that time, maybe it was just a me thing. I don't know if it was a general thing, but I had no idea that film was a job that you can like make money and I mm-hmm. thought that it was just like, you just go to the movies and it's just, they appear <laughs> yeah. and yeah, that yeah. stuff. So um, after I fell into film, like I kind of accidentally got into film, but now it feels like because of social media, people like are seeing that filmmaking is a thing and that it, it is, is involved. Um, so I'm kind of trying to reach the people that have that curiosity and even just the general audience in the sense of like, what does slow motion mean? So I've made that video, and and some, some a lot of my videos are meant for, like the the people at like step zero, not even at like step one, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to kind of get like gauge the curiosity and and talk to them about like this is what film is, and it. it is like a technical thing that does require like some kind of knowledge that isn't necessarily untouchable, but it does require something. So with, like trying to to garner some respect for you know the people that are like oh yeah you just film just point and shoot something, yeah. and then same thing for like the. Those kids that are like in the middle of like Iowa that have no connections anywhere, and they can be like, Well, at least I can, I have a phone, so at least I can do something with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's that like very, the entry level step. And then I also know that, and as I'm sure everybody knows, is that YouTube and the internet is just so saturated with all these like 20 minute tutorials, these in depth, like 20 minutes of what a C stand can do. Yeah. So I, I know that all that is already there. So I'm not trying to add to that, but I want to fill in the gap where, like There's the people that have the curiosity, but they don't know to look for what a C-stand does exactly, because they don't know what a C-stand is. So if there's the video in the beginning to say, like you need to make a, a setup or something, and it it maybe might help to have a C-stand, and then they're like, oh, okay, what is a C-stand? And then they can go find those videos that are 20, 30 minutes long. Yeah. So I'm trying to be
0: the intro part of that. Yeah. Because yeah. I also don't want to make a twenty-minute video on how to use a stamp Right, yeah. and that can be overwhelming too. If you're yeah. if you're right. going in blind and you're talking about gels for an hour, it's just like okay, right. uh, You know. But if you kind of get that that crash course in why a gel even exists, then you would then be interested in what all what you you can do with them and 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 right. an hour's worth of information for that. But if you don't know anything about that, that can be really tedious and might actually I would think. drive someone away from it because it's like oh this is way too involved and um completely intimidating yeah it's just like forget it you know never mind and um i think like that there is a lot of that you know a lot of those videos are really helpful but uh, a lot of the times they require an existing source of knowledge that uh, a lot of people don't have and i think um, as close as we are to the city and manhattan and stuff it's like a whole other world up here there really is there's no way to learn about filmmaking up here i mean he learned everything online i learned a lot of things online acting and stuff so it's um you know it seems like oh you're only an hour from the city it's like right but when you tally up the cost and acting class twice a week to go into the city and get on the train twice a week or pay for parking <laughs> it adds up yeah yeah So it's
2: and important. On, on the crew side which i'm sure also on the acting side too is like in when, when you're in the bubble of being like an hour out of the city which is where you guys kind of are. I'm thinking and where I was when mm-hmm. I was in Westchester. It's it's the whole thing too, where there's like that the zone in the city, that 30 mile radius, where they'll just bring people up and, and yes. we're kind of like on the cusp of that radius. So yes. they're not going to necessarily hire mm-hmm. the Westchester locals or the people that are just an hour away. They're going to bring their people up, which I get because they trust their people. But then that means that we don't get the right. experience. Mm-hmm. So that's where I was, where I was. In westchester but i was still coming up here up to like the kingston woodstock area mm-hmm. um to work on stuff because that was outside of the zone there was a little less competition so it was it was um i i mean i guess and you could say easier but there was also you know just more um more demand less people that kind of thing um but that's where i got a lot of my my early experience from was an hour away from home even though i was still quote unquote closer to the city but right, i also right. like same as you're saying like i didn't want to commute into the city and try to figure that out and then work the full day and then have to come all the way back home so mm-hmm. it was it was more of a draw to come here and it was it just felt more welcoming than than being in the city and mm-hmm. it was also really encouraging because like everybody thinks like oh i have to be in the city i have to be in la i have to be in atlanta but you know when you find your your pocket and since the hudson valley film is is growing so much like you you realize you don't have to exactly be in these spots to work in film and mm-hmm. be in those environments especially like you know there's there's people that just cannot like Physically fathom being in the city space. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: So it's nice to see that there are opportunities for for people that can't that don't want to function in that in that regard. Yeah, and that did yeah. very much used to be true not too long ago. I mean, I mean. I remember when New York wasn't even an option. It was like if you want to make it in film, you have to go to L.A. You have to be in right. L.A. And I think that was—that's what I did. Less than I when mean, I moved when, out there in when 2000. we first started dating, we were still hearing that, like, oh, yeah. you guys should really move to L.A. And I was like, we can't move to L.A. <laughs> like, we're not moving to L.A. And then it was like, you know, no, you could be in—you can be in the city. You can be in Manhattan. Manhattan's okay. You can do that. But like you said, I did experience that as an actor. It was like at best, I was going to be offered b- background roles. And extra work, and I was just like, I've been, I've been acting and acting as a lead for too long to start going back into background and extras. Like this is not what I want to do, um. So I just had to start continue to create roles for myself to play because there is this sort of like, and even in the city, like people are like, oh, you're coming all the way up from there, like, oh, I don't know if we want to, you know, because we're filming in Brooklyn that weekend and it's gonna take you forever to get here, and it does. Like I've yeah. I've done work in Staten Island, and it, my God, that took us nearly three hours to get just to Staten Island. I was like, yeah. "This, this." And then at what point is it worth? Yeah, it? Yeah, this gig yeah. was not worth it at all. Like, yeah. Um, so it, yeah, like being able to build a community up here would be great because um, we do sort of get sort of get shafted in that way. Everyone does bring they bring up people from the city and then it's like oh we need like we need an extra gaffer like okay well we'll pull somebody that's local but I feel like 80 percent of the crew is usually coming from the city anyway a yeah. uh, casting crew so it's not as uh as uh, fruitful of an opportunity as it sounds like it is yeah and hopefully well, that a, will change
1: it's maybe. a blessing and a curse right because you know it's a blessing because it, it garners attention there's more access, as a filmmaker, there's more access to um, people and and talent and crew and stuff, but then on the other hand, that then, and this happens in any market, I'm not saying that this is like a negative thing that's happening, but because they're making more films here, people become more aware of what it would cost to rent a space for Mm -hmm. the day. And so, sure, HBO can afford that, but we can't afford that. And this Mm -hmm. person now knows what so that it kind of it kind of a uh, it kind of influences the pricing of a, a lot of things um, both locations and and crew not that they don't deserve it cuz they absolutely do um, but yeah so it, it it can be kind of tricky to navigate that and um but i think overall it's probably going to end up being like a, a, a more positive thing based on the amount of people and the amount of crew and the amount of talent that it would bring to the area that then we could um I don't want to say utilize, but then we, you know, that that are looking to, like, help create art in that way, so.
2: Yeah, and and it helps, you know, to open up for the more opportunities, you know, the same thing that you're saying is more of these, the crew people, the more artists people move up, then the more opportunities we have to collaborate with people instead mm-hmm. of, you know, like you were saying, you've been up here for 15 years just trying to cherry pick people that, mm-hmm. you know, it's slim pickings, so at hopefully at some
0: point soon it's going to be regular pickings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've definitely had that experience where, we try to film in a location and you know oh well this uh, this just filmed up here so it's two thousand dollars a day (laughs) that's the budget for our whole shoot it's a short like I don't have two thousand dollars for a location so right that does get that does get tough um so uh, and also that's the
2: hard thing too is what you're saying is is that you know like the big HBO shows the big studio films come up here then they play pay their studio prices but then the locals don't have to still learn I guess is, is a better way to say it. The locals still have to learn how to how to navigate between working with a studio versus working with a, an indie or mm-hmm. even like a student film or something. Mm-hmm. yeah So I don't know that they know that that nuance yet. Yeah yeah, yeah.
0: massively huge difference yeah. in those yeah. productions. Um, so you were just filming, correct? I was yeah. I was um,
2: doing some event coverage for um, the West Point Association of Graduates. They had this um, this summit down in Maryland. Um, so I took a little break from from the teaching stuff to do my own kind of mm-hmm. production stuff. So that was that was a crazy few days, but um, I'm
0: back and tired, and <laughs> I did get some sleep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. So do you um, do you make have you made films yourself, or or what it, what interests sure. do you have when it comes to production? Yeah. I've, so I've recently kind of like started over.
2: As of like this year was my big like let's just start first. Like I'm gonna right. leave what I had in Westchester and like mm-hmm. do my own thing. Yeah. So. I'm still like finding myself. I'm I'm leaning very hard, as you see, into like the teaching and and trying to just like get interest. And in, I I do really want to go that route. But of course, I'm I'm still you know if I have connections still and people still reach out to me, of course, I'm still going to work with them and and help them out. Um, so when I do that kind of stuff, like with the shoot that I was just on, it was a lot of the event coverage, like the make a recap video of my of my event of this thing. Um, I filmed like graduation videos. I filmed uh, previously. I've done. Um, you know, like local broadcast commercials, I've done documentaries, I've done um, when I haven't done too many of like the narrative things in a while, because I was in a more uh, documentary slash Mm -hmm. like, local small business helping out, you know, the local town stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But then before that, when I was doing the freelance stuff, I was doing a lot of the um, I was on, I don't know the number, it was a handful of like features, um, some commercials, some this and that, but that was a lot in the so my angle now is the whole like I'm a PA turned producer. So mm-hmm. that was a lot in in the PA world and the like um, the production coordinator world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when I went back to Westchester, that's when I was in the producing world. And then now I'm in my question mark some kind of yeah. <laughs> filmmaking teacher. Yeah. Uh, just spread the word, world.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I always have so much respect for people that. Um, that take that approach of, of teaching and, and giving back to the community because it's, it's, it's such a, I don't know why, but it always seems to be such a thing where it, it's like people want to hold on to their secrets, right? People want to hold on to their knowledge and feel like if they give that knowledge away, they be, somehow become less valuable. And I've always been a, a huge proponent of it's quite the opposite. And so, right. um, I always have a lot of. Um, I don't. I. I'm a horrible speaker outside of this podcast and on the podcast most times. <laughs> um, so I, I'm. I'm horrible at, at teaching stuff. So just from a pure teaching perspective, I have a lot of respect for people that are able to distill knowledge down to a level of. You know, me just trying to teach her how to work Premiere, it's like a nightmare because I can't get the words like out. The she cusp doesn't know of she, divorce. Yeah. At those, she, in those yeah. moments, <laughs> like, so, what are you talking so about? So those two things combined are something that I. I. I am not very good at so i have a lot of respect for people that do that and people that don't hold their knowledge too precious to themselves you know
2: right well because the other thing too is like all this stuff is quote what once you're in the film world and once you've kind of gotten some things under your belt like it is general general knowledge you know sure yeah so um it, it is you know it it only helps every other set move smoother you know like if if i've taught somebody like show up with a sharpie on on your next set and that helps them run like A minute smoothie, you know, like that's that's one thing, and that's you know what I would like to to help people do, Um, but it's also like on the selfish side of things, it's just really rewarding to see people go, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, Um, so I like that a lot, and um, no, I I I agree that it there's like there's no um, I feel it's it's I get it in the sense of of losing your value and like feeling the threat and and the competition, um, but I feel like it's the same thing, you know, like you, it's working on set is like such a, a team sport in a sense mm-hmm. so if you're not helping your teammates then what are you doing yeah so right. that's kind of how I'm trying to trying to see it and, and just make sure that people can at least show up prepared if then they can do the rest of the learning like there's there's the the thought where like some people I've get, gotten comments about like go into depth about this I think go into depth about this and I'm like well you're just you're gonna have to learn that on set like I yeah. can help yeah. you like I can help you say like Follow up on an email, you know, or reach out to the A D instead of reaching out to the director themselves. But the rest of it is on them. So I can say like who you should contact, but as far as contacting them, like that there is some level of like you have to do it on your own, even though I'm here and and I can give you as many resources as I can, but but you have
0: to be able to take your step and, and kind of jump off your own deep end. Yeah. There's such an important aspect to being able to intern and and shadow somebody on, on set. I think anybody who's interested in film would be an awesome opportunity just to just be like, don't say a word, just <laughs> shadow me. I want you to just yeah. take in. I don't care in. if you're thirsty or hungry. <laughs> I don't want to hear up. anything. <laughs> just shadow me and watch what's happening. And that was honestly why I the the few times that I took background work, that's why I took it because we are such a small I don't, I don't even know if you can call us a set. I mean, you know, it's we're doing so much ourselves that I was so interested in, like, what does an actual set look like and how does it function? Because we had people that were coming from bigger sets going, like, hey, it was great working with you. Everything was so smooth. And we're like, was it? I mean, like, we thought we were all over the place because we don't really know. I mean, you've had experience on, like, really big sets, but, like, in terms of us working together, we, we didn't, and so... I realized that you know, big set doesn't always mean organization, no. and I was like, perplexed.
1: usually the bigger the yeah, know, the, more, like, the more the anytime in any situation you have more kind of uh, cogs, I guess, in, in the machine that introduces a bottleneck. Not to say mm-hmm. that it always happens, but there's the possibility of it. Yeah, yeah that Go ahead. that
0: was my experience. Was just that I I was like a creep just sitting in the corner of the room and not even like i didn't even care what scenes i was in because that's not why i was there i was like yeah yeah sure i'll stand wherever you want uh but i was just like watching everybody and going like oh so we have so many people here so many more than we would ever have and we're still somehow three hours behind like how did this happen if you have all of these people like where did where did it go wrong Mm. um And uh, so that, that was, that was definitely a learning experience for me. And I was like, oh, I, I guess that, I guess it's something to take with pride that, yeah, we have a teeny tiny little set and we're super gorilla, but, you know, we try to, um, we try, we try to treat everybody as an important figure because they are, you know, I didn't understand the importance of a PA until I really needed one. And I was just like, "I, I would do anything To be able to give this shit to someone else right now because I'm trying to stay in character, he's Mm -hmm. asking me what I think of this scene. I've you know, this one's like, Do you like this shirt on me? And I'm like, I don't even care right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't care. I just want someone else to go get the food. Like, you know, like it's Yeah, so it's so much hard to be creative and logistic in the same yeah. brain, you know. Yeah. I mean it can so be done, but it drains you so much and the experience yeah. isn't as fun. So I don't know that I've ever had a fun experience on our sets because I'm always like you know in work mode and like how many hats am i wearing right. so it's be like able to
1: take a step back and yeah enjoy my dream that is moment. to just like show yeah. up as an
0: actor and be like none of this other stuff is my problem <laughs> yeah <laughs> my only problem I is to love a smaller do my work that i um so i've i've
2: been on like the bigger jobs and then i've also i for the last few years i've been on like the you know we if we need seven people we need seven people if we need three people that's it mm-hmm. so I, I like that space because um I, maybe you guys feel this way but i just like if I get to hold the camera, but I also get to like have an opinion on the sound, but I also get to, you know, know about the edit. Like I like being involved in that sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Not necessarily, hopefully not in the control freak kind of way, but in the sense (laughs) that it's just like, you get to see the whole process. You get to kind of be part of the whole collaboration of it all. But then on, on those bigger sets that you guys are talking about, like Again, there's all those people there's I just find that no matter what size set you're on, like what size crew you have, there's always going to be not enough communication somehow Mm -hmm. as much as you try to do amazing. Um, But then at some point, like when like certain jobs that I was on, like if I was working in the office, I've never met meet anybody on set or if I was like on set, I'd never know half of the other crew. Mm -hmm. So I I like the smaller jobs because you get to know everybody and it, it feels a little more personal that way
1: yeah there's definitely the the um the we're all in this together kind of mentality that you have on the smaller sets that I really enjoy and um there's just that camaraderie there's the you know you know uh we, we one of our bigger one of our bigger shoots quote unquote you know we had you know we had <laughs> actors, ten people yeah we had <laughs> yeah. actors slating and stuff like that, and you know they were having fun and you know we try to make it fun for everybody like it's a big thing for us because we sets can be so stressful because time is money and it's like the ultimate time is money kind of situation and um you know we're we're big on like just trying to enjoy that moment as stressed out as it can be with equipment not working or people not showing up or whatever happens um just enjoying that time together because that the you know letting people know that their input is valuable and that they're having fun And I think that solves so many problems right off the bat right there. And so we really tried to, like, push hard for that.
2: Yeah. So maybe I should rephrase. I like a smaller set, but that's big enough.
1: Yeah. 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 (laughs) You want to be smaller, but big enough so that you're not... Function. Yeah, yeah. You want a functioning,
0: smaller set. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think, like one of the things that could sort of be disheartening if you're jumping you know there there's always like a, like i went to culinary school right and so everybody thinks like oh culinary school like oh right away they're like cia that's awesome. johnson Wales, and you're like that's where you go and i'm like yeah no the experience is just being on the job and everyone who says to me like my kids going to like," and i'm like do you have the money for that because if you don't have the money there's a way better route where they're going to learn a lot more if you want to mm-hmm. blow 70 grand and you have that like that's on you like good deal you know um but too
1: many lenses i can buy for 70 yeah exactly grand? <laughs> but but
0: but that but it's the same thing it was just like oh it's actually being in a kitchen and having things right. go wrong in a kitchen and be like oh okay wait all right I, yeah. this is how we work around this right. um And I feel like if you go to a big fancy film school and you've never had the experience on what it is to like tough it out on a gorilla set, Mm -hmm. um, it can be disheartening because it's like, oh, I don't matter here. Like if you're if you're running it straight into multi-million dollar sets. You're a hire. You know, you're a hire right. for the day. That's it. You do your job, and we don't care what you think about anything else. We're done. Like, just get out of here, right. and we're and it's over. No one remembers your name. No one remembers your name. No one probably even got it to begin with. We don't care because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you leave, we'll replace you with somebody else. It doesn't even matter. You know, one of with- my first time ever on on a big studio
2: um, or more. It was a um when it, like a cable show or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, my name was so small on the call sheet that I couldn't even tell if it was there because the print was so small. And then it turns out that I wasn't on the call sheet. So (gasps) I didn't get paid for that day. And then I I was like, is it even worth trying to fight this? Because it was, it was back when uh, the PA rate was like 150 for the day. Yeah. I stood outside in like the blazing sun for, I don't know how long. And it it was also one of those, like, if you sit down, you're getting fired kind of jobs. And I was like, I don't, I'm not playing the game here.
1: Is that Chris Nolan?
2: (laughs) Like, the, the key PA, we were, like, texting, and I was, like, hey, can I get paid for this? And he's, like, no, you guys just got to go talk to finance or whatever the department is and blah, blah, blah. And then this person, and then I called them, and they're, like, well, you need to come back and prove this. And, and I was, like, I'm I'm not.
0: Right. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> right,
1: I, yeah. like, I
2: locked up a corner for a few hours, and that's
0: it.
1: Yeah. I yeah. I, so I was, some of it like, I, yeah, those mm-hmm. things
0: don't, like, that... I I remember that a lot with Boardwalk Empire. People here were like going crazy because everybody wanted to get on Boardwalk Empire when they were filming. And, Mm. you know, it was like um, this is a huge issue that I have with with local actors up here. I've given up on even fighting it anymore. But, um, you know, I have like occasionally other actors sort of like message me and be like oh this set's coming up and I'm like I don't care. I don't care right. because it's extra work and and not to sound like an asshole for saying it's extra work but those I feel like those scenarios and those environments are always so depressing because it's mm-hmm. just like your bodies They don't get like, do you understand that there's hundreds, there are hundreds of you here. Like they don't care about you. You don't matter. You're not learning anything on an actor's standpoint. It's like just a bunch of people that are getting costume, looking to take selfies with celebrities and hoping they get a picture with them. And I'm like, why? Like, why would I do that? I don't want to do that. Like, I want to be able to actually like act, you know, and, and challenge myself. Um, and so or there's the sense engage with someone engage with yeah. somebody like I find like those sets as exciting as they can be. I'm just like have sort of like this disconnect whenever I hear that it's a big once I hear celebrities I'm like I'm out because that's just yeah. gonna be like a numbers game, and uh, it's really it's really impersonal. I don't know. It's just yeah. it has this really yeah. cold feel that it's
1: not it's not like from a career. Sp- it's I think it's because when I moved out to LA, I did a lot. I did a lot of extra work on shows and movies and blah blah blah. But um, I I think for me it was an inv- invaluable lesson to learn how a set runs,
0: And how to treat people,
1: how the, how how not to treat people, <laughs> uh, and and that's sort of, but so from that perspective it's it's great it's it's super valuable to kind of like kind of like your thing like where it's like you really just want to get your dip your toe into this water and see what this is all about if it's right. something that you're even interested in, um, and it doesn't have you know smaller productions higher extras as well so it's not, it's not solely for that but but yeah i think from from a career when i was in la people were made a career of being an extra that's what they did every day mm-hmm. and right. that's cool and they were happy with it and they did their thing it was like any other job but i think if you are, are an actor and you're trying to progress your career from an artistic standpoint that may there may be better avenues to kind of uh to kind of check out
0: but that's the thing too like a professional extra, they're they're unmoved by celebrity at that point. When it's their job, they're like, I just I need my paycheck. Yeah. There's a difference nobody ever cared about like being a professional extra and making your money and then like wanting to get on set. There's like such a big difference. Yeah. right and then yeah. at that point they already know what to expect so they know how they're going to be treated and they know how to yep. just kind of work through the the entire
2: day and and yeah. the the routine so it's yep, we had we day. had
1: a we had this click that we would always end up like meeting up with friends and stuff and we would just go over our scripts for acting class and you know it was just kind of like it was more kind of it was like school right it's like it's you're, you're there to do something but you're very much more focused on the social aspect of it right. all and so that was right. kind of our thing
2: and <laughs> yeah. even on the crew side it is sad to say like we are taught to, like, just kind of just process you through, just get them through, and it doesn't matter. Just, like, have them do whatever and just yeah. make sure that their bodies, that they're sitting down. And right. so that's that's something that I did notice. There was this one job that I came on, like, specifically as the background PA, um, but actually more so as the background helper because there were that many background that day. And they are just, like, they just shoved, like, the papers in my hand. I'm like, yeah, just go check them in. And I'm like, okay, but, like, and then what? Yeah. yeah. And they're like, yeah, just have them sit down, just have them do whatever. And I'm like, okay.
1: Yeah.
0: So it's,
2: <laughs> it's crazy how... Uh, how it just does, but that's the other thing. So I did kind of, that was my other step in, in coming to the, um, the producing world and the the smaller world was I just didn't love that speed, I guess the speed and the attitude and, mm-hmm. and just how, how those bigger sets worked. So I, I was not seeing myself being happy there because yeah. it again felt like I kind of would same thing would have just turned into the routine and just would have been like a paycheck when, you know, we all get into film because we want to do something fun or inspiring or want to make our own thing. And, and I wasn't seeing the pet the quick enough path for me going mm-hmm. down that route and I knew that I could get more hands-on experience stuff going the local route so so mm-hmm. that was kind of my choice in that but I know that there's some people that love doing the studio stuff that love mm-hmm. doing the big stuff so that's that's
0: for them yeah yeah that's yeah. just that's just what you that's just what works for you but um yeah. you know we th- the the best part of this podcast is when we have people on and we uh there was one guest that we had on um oh god Alan, is it from Red Dot? That film Red Dot on Netflix. Oh yeah, Alan. I think I think the director's name was Alan. Um, It was actually after the fact that we had to add the information in our clothes for the episode because we were so fascinated with. There was a scene in the film where they go underwater, like under ice, and this was after we like you know we had we said our show goodbye. We were just chatting after the after the episode, and he mentioned like, oh yeah, we couldn't afford to actually film that scene like professionally the way we would have wanted to so we basically dug a gigantic hole in the ground and put a tarp and made it look like ice and i mean we had wow. no, when we watched the movie we would we thought 100% they had a crew out there and they like you know broke the ice and like had people you know there for safety and the, we never in a million years would have thought like yeah they just, in a panic, they just dug a hole in the ground yeah. and tarped it and then did the best that they could, you know, lit it in a way that looked so realistic. That to yeah. me is so much more exciting as being part of a crew member to be like, you're never going to be what happened in this scene. <laughs> like, yeah. So right. we had to dig a hole and this is what it looks like. And that's, uh, I don't know, that I feel like that's so much more rewarding. Right,
2: yeah. First I, of all, like the to be in the crew and like to have the idea and do it, but then also like the, you as the audience to be like, what? Yeah. Um, but you just reminded like, one of my favorite things, I don't know, like, I'm sure you guys love doing this, too, is, like, talking to somebody who's not in the industry and it'd be like, you know, sometimes when people leave this room and the next room is not in the same building. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, like, yeah. one of my favorite things to do. And they're like, you're lying to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, we, and, we catch that and it could all have been, time. yeah, and it's weeks, weeks later. Yeah. And, and it's just, yeah. We're,
0: like, we were just watching something last night and the character is proposed to and there's a ring that's put on her ring finger and she had a ring on her pinky finger and then in the next scene the pinky ring was gone i'm like she had a ring on her finger <laughs> yeah. so somebody dropped the ball there it's like she just had another ring on i love stuff like yeah. that not to be like haha ha, but it's just like look it happens on major sets right yeah. because there's right. so many moving parts and 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 you're so for all we know that and more more than likely that next scene was another day so right. she didn't have that ring on her finger because they were just like, okay, you know, and didn't even mm-hmm. think about it. Yeah. And um, you Or know, it was like pickups or reshoots and, and that yeah. remember wasn't there to remember that continuity. Yeah, close up of yeah. her hand, like just get a close up of her hand and they forgot, you know, that, yeah. and it just wasn't in there. And, uh, you know, that, it's, that stuff is great because... It's. I don't look at it as a mistake. It's just like it just happens to everybody, and it's like how do you bounce back from that? I think that's Game of Thrones was the biggest example. Yeah, that, of <laughs> Th- <I> mean, <laughs> if it can happen on Game yeah. of Thrones, then like, w- like no one's safe. Basically, no set yeah. is safe. And yeah. What you reminded me of too, is talking about this stuff, is that I
2: remember coming out of college into like my first movie or one one of my first jobs, and my friends that were still in college were like, "Oh my god, what's it like? How's it going? Like, I bet you're doing this big thing." Yeah. And I was like. No, like we're this is behind, like this person isn't cool, like this person, this and that. Right. And then they're like, whoa, so it's like the same exact thing, but just being paid. And right then, yeah. yeah. And then you realize that like the next bigger job is the same thing. You're mm-hmm. just getting paid more. And then the next one is the same thing. You're just getting paid differently. And yeah. So it's 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 cool to see. Um I this I guess um from my experience as like going into film school, um, which same thing, like you don't need to go to film school. That's that's another thing that's kind of on topic, off topic, but Uh, I get a lot of people saying like, what's the best school to go to? What should I major in to Mm -hmm. direct my first thing? And I'm not, I'm personally not going to be the one to tell your kid not to go to school. Because I don't want to have parents come to me being mad. So I try to like stand on the line of being like film school is good if, but you don't have to go if. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, so it it was just fun to see how um, at least my personal film school experience gave me a good experience or at least quote unquote, the correct one to see that everything is the same it's just more of the same but on a bigger scale or on a different scale
1: Damn.
2: um but yeah so that's that's kind of a thing where, where i'm trying to go now to is that like i don't want to explicitly tell people not to go to film school but i also don't want to tell them to go to film school yeah. mm-hmm. um but the thing i think that also is really important that I, I bet you can agree on is that you don't have to go to nyu you can go to community college or yeah. like yeah state school, and you're all going to end up as a PA anyway. So why are you paying
1: yeah, yeah. private
2: school money to be a PA when exactly. you can pay community college money and still be a PA? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah that's, it's... that's like my
2: big lookout look on, on the school thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, we very much agree. It's, you know, look, we're, everybody has their own path. And I'm not I don't want to be I don't want anyone to take my advice, and then run with it and then blame me later if something doesn't work right. out or whatever. So I feel that but it but at the same time, you know, it's, if you're going to, and this could be any profession, right? It doesn't have to be for film school, but if you're going to yeah. school, unless it's like a lawyer, or doctor, or something obvious, but if you're going to some kind of creative school to become something, it's like that. That school isn't what makes you that thing you are, right? right? And so that's right. that's kind of the thing. Like you can go to film school and become a filmmaker, or you could just try to become a filmmaker, you know? And,
0: because like brain surgery is yeah. not subjective.
1: Right, you know, there's
0: right. there's one way that you like you, there's there's a standard way to perform a craniotomy, right? And you can't just take liberties with that. So like yeah. that, you have to have you know if you're going to the best school, then then you're gonna have the best teachers, and that's great. But you know, with I haven't we haven't had a single person on this show. We've had several guests on this show over four years almost that have gone to film school, and not a single one of them has said. I absolutely think everybody should go to film school. Not a single right. one. Every mm-hmm. person says the same thing. It's great if you can go. It's awesome for contacts. Mostly that you're basically right. paying potentially thirty, forty thousand dollars for contacts to meet people, which are great yeah. because we don't have those contacts. So yeah, we can yeah. appreciate that. <laughs> I can appreciate when it's like we need, we need, to, and this is always like the bane of our existence is sound. We, you know, we had our friends running sound for years. It was good but not great but like we would try to do our best with sound and then we finally hired a sound person we're like this is awesome but also horrible because we could never go back i can never go back to the way our sound used to be because it can sound this good the problem is this person wants nine hundred dollars a day and i don't have nine hundred dollars a day so that's they deserve it yeah and i mean that's the thing it's like it's a lot of money. And so when you have connections, if you've gone to film school and you're like, hey, I know like 12 sound people. (laughs) That's awesome. You know, it's like, I don't want to take that away. But if it's going to break the bank, I think it's silly to just push yourself through a school that isn't necessarily going to get you that experience. And that's always the push and pull with us is like, you know, we've talked about this a lot. Is like, is a sound person worth $900 if that's their rate and they're great? Sure. But we need to extend that to everybody. And that's like, we're so far from that on set. Yeah. I'm speaking as an actor. We're the last ones to get paid. It's always like, oh, the actors don't have to get paid. We need the money for everybody else. And it's like, no, everyone needs to get paid because everyone's it's exposure time is important. It's, it's yeah. constant with the exposure. <laughs> and it's exposure like, dollars. Yeah. Our, our sets are small, but no one is like in recent, in recent years, no one's left our set unpaid. That's kind of our rule. Like we... We're gorilla, yes. I am I may not be able to pay you $200 a day, but I'll give you what I can. And we feed right. everybody well and we treat everybody with respect. But I'm, I can't say to my actor, I can't pay you, but we just paid this person $500 right. to run sound. Well, I have to memorize a Like this person shows up for the day and they're done. But I've right. been working at this for weeks and months and rehearsals and I'm not even getting paid for it, you know? Right. So I, I really hope to see a point in, in this level of filmmaking where we can respect that, you know, like everybody's time is important. And, um, you know, like if you have money to pay your cousin to do graphics out of a budget, (laughs) but you like, but everyone was eating Doritos, you know, like no, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we, we went really far just with, for many years, just feeding people well, that was the benefit of culinary school and that I've been cooking my whole life was like, when we couldn't pay anyone, I was like, I can't pay you, but I'll give you like a three course meal. And they were like aces, like <laughs> yeah. we're in, you know, yeah. that got old after a while. then and-
2: that's how you start out, right? Like you have to at least, it's like the treatment of the crew, right? Yeah. So there yeah. was yeah. a saying, um, my producing professor said like, you can always see on screen when you fed your crew only pizza. And like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's so true, but then that's the thing, like you you go. so I was on this one. my one of my last thesis films that I helped my friends produce was it was insane. It was a six day shoot, and I was the a d and the producer on it. Um, so obviously things fell through the cracks, but we still we finished it. But so the first day, I really messed up the lunch and I just did the math wrong and didn't have enough, so people just like basically had scraps, and I was like, everybody's gonna leave nobody showing up tomorrow. For some magnificent reason, so everybody showed up tomorrow, maybe because everybody was still students and didn't know how to say no yet. Mm. Um, but we like, we had a buffet for every rest of the day, basically. Yeah. It wasn't a buffet, but it was like, you know, just a plethora of food because I was like, there's no way that I'm ever doing that to anybody again. And then that's like, and then after that, they talked about it and it was great. But I was like, damn, I really like almost starved everybody because I was a <laughs> dumb student. But but after that, I've never, since then, I've like never shorted on food and um like this there's one time like I've worked with somebody who like just forgot to schedule like lunch for us and I was like no absolutely not like what are you doing no Did yeah you forget that people eat so there's it's like that's like the bare minimum for me I think and then I also tell people that like you can kind of tell how a set's gonna go or how a shoot's gonna go if they have breakfast or not mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: and then more likely than not when you don't have breakfast it's just kind of downhill it's like they're just asking you for more and more favors and and then it's like, oh, could you just say like an extra 20 minutes? We just have to get this one more shot. And could you just do this extra 20 right. minutes after that? Because we
0: got this one more shot. Yeah. Um, Everything's
1: so an emergency. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But like just so imagine like your whole crew crashing at the same time. Because yeah. it's two o'clock right. and nobody's eaten. Or all they've had is like complex carbs, you know, yeah. and right. sugar. And it's like, well, now everyone's tired. Well, those things and are delicious. Wants. What do you want? They are delicious, <laughs> but they're not good but for you.
1: But I think, I think it, it, it it speaks to a broader thing, which we're able to kind of uh, manage on a smaller set and that's communication, right. And letting everyone know that, Hey, this is a, I don't want to sound all snowflakey, but it's a safe space, you know, where you can come to me and say, Hey, this is like, this is not working for me and here's why, or, you know, this would be better off and, 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 and being able to kind of have that Um, two-way communication with with people on your set is Mm -hmm. so is so vital to kind of any set, in my opinion. And I understand the bigger the sets get, sometimes that's just not practical. It's just not. It's just it's just it would your whole day would just be communicating. So it's. Um, it's not practical. But, but, but you
0: see that also, like, um, like, that's the thing. Like, if you talk about, like, hey, can we just be respectful right away? People, people like, like you still like, use the term, be like, oh, you're being snowflakey. It's like, yeah. no. I mean, like, I'm not being sensitive because you got the wrong flavor potato chip. I'm talking about, like, people are not being treated well, and that's right. bare minimum. Like, that's yeah. not yeah. that's not being sensitive. That's, like, people are... Are, are being mistreated and you see this on huge sets when audio leaks and you know like david O'Russell's famous rant and i'm just like there's no way i would have i just would have left that set there's i can't yeah. imagine like all right i'll stick it through you know he's called me a bitch for the fifth time today like oh well because you know he's he's a genius in his work yeah, like, yeah. no you're an asshole and i'm not working yeah. for you and unfortunately not enough people are willing to go like that's not okay like you, right. you can be a great director and not mistreat people. And if you can't do those two things, then you might want to rethink your career because right. the only way for you to be a genius is by stepping on other people's necks. Then like, are you really a genius? Cause it doesn't seem like it, you know? Yeah. yeah. So that's like, yeah, that, that's always massively important. It's like, yeah, like once we're we're shooting, like we we've all got to like put our big kid pants on, and like we've got to suck it up. Things are gonna crash because they do. But I I would never want someone being like, I hated working with those people. That would yeah. be like I would never want to think that I we would were, just quit. I would just stop working. Yeah, I'd be like, oh my I would
2: god, I'm going to like accounting or something. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. I'm a tax right. accountant. Like that's yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, like I I I think the videos and stuff that you do is so important because. There's terminology also that's unnecessary, I think. Like, it's a clothespin. It's, yeah. Okay? Right. It's a <laughs> right. clothespin. We, this is a... Uh, it's like an a, extension
1: a, cord, it's okay? A go, it's yeah.
0: a running joke on set where I'm like, I don't know whose idea it was to give a technical film name to a clothespin. But that's what it is. <laughs> like, yeah. And I'm not calling it... Well, there's a
1: it, whole story behind it, but yeah. I, I'm not
0: calling it anything else. And yeah. like, we've said that on set and had like other people be like... Ugh. That's what it is. Well, technically,
2: it's because yeah, <laughs> yeah. but the no. other
0: hard part is that that too is like it's a C forty seven on this coast, but it's a bullet on
2: the other coast. So why, yeah, you know, so yeah. what, what's the point of all that stuff, right? Um, but that that is the point too, is that like it is so intimidating as like an in industry, it's intimidating. But then even just trying to get in, you know, like it's I, I just kind of want to break down walls of like you have to know what why is C forty seven is called a C forty seven, and then um, you know the whole joke about you know can you go get a T stop from the grip truck. You know, like that yeah, stuff. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm not gonna, you know, ruin those jokes for people, but <laughs> I just want I want people to be able to feel like it's it's uh, approachable. I guess you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, it, yeah. That part of it, because that because it it gives it this kind of air of superiority, right? Where it's like, yeah. oh, you know, you don't. And I feel like that that you know we joke about it with uh, you know clothespins and extension cords and all this stuff, but you know there is that sort of pretentiousness to it and and that from the outside from someone from like us, we know, we know all this th- stuff. We know whatever. Did someone
0: asked me to get a bullet. I don't know what, <laughs> Yeah, like... what, are, what
1: are you going to do? Put this, you know? Uh, and so I don't know. It's, it's kind of like what you're doing. You're trying to um, open this up to everybody. I, personally, I would like to just break it down. So if you ask somebody to get you, uh, uh, you know, whatever, a stinger, whatever it is that, they're not an idiot because they don't know what that means right or or whatever right. and so um that to me can be very frustrating because i've been we've been making films forever and they're still like i'm sure plenty of words that i have no them. idea what they are you know because <laughs> we've and never so had yeah. to use them <laughs> it's not vital to yeah. to us and i think i think it's interesting because it's it's the it's the separation of the like you were saying before the artistic side and the logistic side right you know mm-hmm. and, you know we all like to focus on the artistic side that's the fun part right where we get to create stories and and tell stories and stuff but then there is the logistics side that you have to deal with and, and um and then when you're making stuff like that on top of it that adds that barrier to entry it can can be really frustrating
2: yeah accessibility that's what i've been looking for that for like the last 10 minutes yeah <laughs> trying to make it more yeah, accessible yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um but that's that's interesting is is bringing up like the C47 and the stingers is my first video that got like really big, that got a lot of traction was just talking about slang, just like breaking mm-hmm. it down saying like, this is what call time is, this is what a rap is, this mm-hmm. is what a stinger is. Um, and then like what I've noticed is the most popular ones are my more, I don't wanna say generic, but it's like the, the slang one, it's like what happens in between quiet on set and action. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's another one about like the difference between spelling out and and the ampersand. Yeah. Um, so it's like those like very, um, I guess like fun fact,
1: yeah, kind yeah.
2: of things. So it, it kind of helps. And then what's so sad too is that I didn't I, see... I didn't
1: actually didn't know the and 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 persan one. So I learned from that one.
2: Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me feel good. Um but um so well, like the sad part is seeing people comment like, I learned more in these 30 seconds than I did in four years of film school, which I know it's like an exaggeration, but just to say that like yeah. certain quote unquote basic things that don't get passed through into like the school and the curriculum, like you know, if you are investing in school, like you got to there's got to be some basic level, something that, yeah. that yeah. they're getting. So um I don't know where where certain things are getting dropped off, but hopefully there's there's room for like me and other people who are doing
1: tips yeah. to kind of
2: just supplement somewhere. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: Yeah, there should be like a, a prerequisite to film school where you either have to make a short film or be on a set or something so you can kind of get a good vibe if it's something that you would need or want or Benefit from. And you may, you know, like I don't want to dissuade or persuade anybody, but um, I think experience is often the best teacher. And so. Um,
0: I've always said that everyone on set should have yeah. to do, take a day and learn what everyone else on set does. I think that a gaffer should have to memorize lines for no good reason and just see what Mm -hmm. that feels like and that your actors should have to hold up a boom and just see what that feels like when you keep flubbing your lines and this person's arms are killing them because (laughs) you have to do this take over and over again because you didn't memorize Mm -hmm. it. Like, that is frustrating for other people and that takes a lot of time. And, you know, I think there would be so much more of a mutual respect if everyone understood instead of t it's this very segregated like oh that Mm -hmm. part of the room i don't interact with because that has nothing to do with me Um, and that i think that's what creates this sort of uh hierarchy and and the kind of ego that you see where it's like we just feel like oh these people are over there and it's like you know look the longer you take the longer i have to be here so (laughs)
1: it's really
0: not you versus me it's just like can we all like get this done together yeah. Um, and it makes everybody technically better because you know, yeah. like, if an actor knows about, you know, oh, I have to hit
2: my spot for this reason because of the first AC, so that they can hit their mark for the reason at right. the end, so that the sound person can, you know, know their mark. So I always think that um, I personally like I'm also very new to being in front of the camera, but since I've you know been starting the uh, the tips and stuff, I've been like, oh, okay, yeah, no, I need to actually like practice my scripts more and like actually mm-hmm. like pay attention to what I'm writing so that I can say it the right way, so that it's words that come. Easily out of my mouth mm-hmm. yeah. um, because I've, you know, I've spent so much time on the other side that I, I thought that I was being like empathetic when I, I used to do a lot of interviews. And I, I thought that I was like, you know, you know, take your time to start over as much as you want to, you know, like take your time to gather your thoughts. And then I'm sitting in front of the camera and I'm like, I don't know what a single word is. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. it's it's been very um, grounding and humbling to. <laughs> Yeah. to put myself on the other side and, and to force myself on the other side even.
1: Yeah, I think it's, it's you know, for us anyway, it's been vital to, because <clears throat> even though we're doing we're doing stuff on a, a smaller scale, it allows us to kind of at least have conversations with other departments about things that we need to get this film done, right? We're all here to get this film done. And so if I've done sound on a set, I'm not going to, obviously I'm not going to be as someone who's, good as someone who does it professionally, but at least I'll know enough to be able to have a conversation with them to let them know what I need. And then when they need something from me, I can better understand what it is they need for me to make their job easier. So I think that is, for us, it's been super valuable to kind of be able to, you know, it's it's the blessing and curse thing again, where it's like, it sucks to have to do everything on your own all the time. But then when you do have somebody come in, you know how to make it easier for them and easier for yourself. Right. to kind yeah. of have and, a, a better moving set
2: yeah and when you as you guys as the producers and directors that that makes the experience for me better which makes me want to work with you more which means yeah. that you now have your your crew booked for the next job and the next job and the next
1: job yep
0: yeah I mean also like as a as an actor having to have had to run sound before it helped me understand like blocking so much better I was like oh okay that's really annoying because you keep you're moving to I don't know I can't you know we didn't block you in and you're just flying to the right and I can't move fast enough with you and that's why these things are so important having to uh run camera for the first after 15 years I I ran camera for the first time this year and I was like I hate this (laughs) (laughs) and it's not that I hated it it's like I I I like the creative process of it but I understand now, add to the tally of why we have to have a focus puller because I would want to strangle him when he'd be like, Sorry, we have to do that again. I didn't pull focus fast enough. Sorry, I pulled it too fast. And I'm like, I'm going to kill you. And then now, not having a focus pull, and he's like, All right, I just want you to slide into this shot and then pull into focus. And I was like, I can't do these two things <laughs> at the same time. This is so, I mean, there were points where like, I was psyching myself out because I was already sure Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to pull focus fast enough. And I was like, all right. I was like, this is so stressful. I never want to do this again. But I appreciate how much work he had to do on sets that we don't have a focus puller because it's like, how are you? And then you and you've got like a 9000 pound camera because God forbid they make these things lighter (laughs) on, you know, this rig on you. And you're trying to pull focus and your neck is pushed back in such an uncomfortable position it's 90 degrees out, (laughs) you're sweating. It's not a good time, you know, and I think that every actor should have to throw that rig on their shoulder and try to pull focus and understand like, hey, this is why it's so important for you to hit your mark. Because every time you don't, everyone's got to, you know, start over again, and everyone's back is splitting, and they've had it. You know, we don't like in between takes, when you've got this rig, you can't just run into the shade, you know, you're like, Waiting to set that shot up again, so that's like it's kind of that push and pull on everybody. It's gonna be like a boot camp, I feel like, where everybody should have to like
1: yeah. a day before Don't we they shoot. Have a boot camp, a they, Hudson Valley film boot camp or something. They like do that? have, I I yeah, they that. do
0: have boot camps for that. Like I think, um,
1: so you're like running through like, uh, <laughs> like a, a course, <laughs> a course with a camera <laughs> with or sea stand, like, Yeah, get <laughs>
0: like a black magic on your back <laughs> yeah. and you're trying to go through. That would be. Fun. Was that for the um?
2: You guys did like the spoof commercial. Was it that?
0: that you're yes. Yes. Yeah. That, was, that was really that good. Was I liked like that. Yeah, she shot that. There yeah. were so many. Like, I would just be like, I'm sorry. I have to do that again. I'm sorry. Like, I'm trying to like slide into this shot and I can. It's like slow-mo. So just remember this. And I was like, this is too much for one person to do. Well, it came out great from, from me watching it. I, I couldn't tell that there was any kind of like That I lost ever. years of my life the, in you, stress. You, you didn't see
1: the 20 takes that didn't work out. That's, what... <laughs>
0: That's right. <laughs> But it all worked out, right? So yeah. that, that And
1: we shot it twice.
0: And and that's that's the thing, right? It's like while that was happening, I was like, oh, I just want this to be over. But when it was done and edited and then like he got the whole point was to get picked up by Super Rare and he got picked up by Super Rare in under five minutes because of that video, it was like That's awesome that's what's worth it. You know, that's the small set experience. I think like when you're on the big set, it's like, you know, you don't even see this movie, God knows when this, this now goes into editing for months and months on end, you know, but it's like right. when you're part of that, it's like, oh yeah, I, I got to make that happen. And that's that's really cool. So I hope that, uh, you know, I hope that we can kind of build that community here. And uh, so, so are you interested in doing narrative work?
2: I will. I just haven't necessarily kind of put myself in those positions mm-hmm. um, again because before I was in in such the documentary space and, and like the local commercial space. Yeah. Um, so now that I'm kind of doing the teaching stuff and I can pick stuff up when and where I want to, you know, I'm I'm open to basically
0: anything. I just want to. Well, kind of We hear are willing what's going to throw you there. into that position if you're ready right. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> when we film next. <laughs> Um, well, we'll chat offline we'll make it yes, work for mm-hmm. sure for sure no that that's why it's so this is why we did the show It's like we just wanted to meet other people yeah
1: we're very antisocial, but yeah. in 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 a, in a controlled environment like this it's a lot easier mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot easier no, to people <laughs> but like 100% we, i'm
0: the same way like <laughs> at a film festival like we have two fests coming up and like once we get there we're like Ugh. Like, yeah. tell us what you tell us about your film. I don't want to. I just yeah. like it's I don't stupid. know. We hate it. Like, watch, just it watch it or it. don't. Yeah. I don't care. Like, yeah. you know. But that was the whole point of this, was like, hey, if we could meet, actually meet people. And we have. We've gotten great tips from people. Like we had mm-hmm. one guest say, like, you know, in terms of food, because God does that add up, especially if you're feeding people well. And he was like, you know try reaching out to a local restaurant even if it's only for a couple meals they may donate they do that often because it's free advertising and if you throw them in the yeah. end credits in uh, credits like that's great for them and i was like i never thought to like walk up to a restaurant and be like hey especially since it's not 50 people like we've got eight you know <laughs> so it's a small and it's so easy for them yeah, yeah. like it, it's free advertising and we'll throw you all over the socials and that'll be great there's a great tip that i just never thought i was just cooking like an idiot, you know, If for every meal and, and driving myself crazy. But
1: so you're acting, you're directing,
0: you're producing, and you're cooking. Yeah. I would yeah. like, it, like, we would time it so that near meal, meal time, I wouldn't be in that shot so that I could mm-hmm. run, make everybody their meal, come back. But yeah. yeah. So that's crazy. I, to be able to have a PA or somebody just be like, go pick up the food, please, or to have somebody else prepare it. Just like, I don't know if it's lunchtime and I don't even have to worry about making meals, that would be amazing. Or just getting them if there's a good place. That's my dream. I'm like, like, I don't care about trailers or anything. (laughs) You know,
1: pizza's yummy, but it's like, it's not, food is so important and and getting like something of sustenance in in you for lunch is is so important. It's usually the bigger meals for us is like lunch because we don't film super, super long days. That's another thing that we... Yeah, anymore. (laughs) We try to if we can we try to like uh uh budget in a little bit more time whenever possible because you know how how valuable are you in whatever role you're doing in the 19th hour of anything you right. know and yeah. so for Am us i'm giving
0: you my best at 2am yeah so
1: for us we try our best um you know our, our our last bigger film we had we had like an extra day because we were able to get through everything cuz we booked out an extra day and so that stuff is so important to us because it adds to everybody enjoying their time on set, you know, and, and it's not always something that is logistically possible just based on finances, but we always try really hard to, to keep that and look, we're not 20 years old either. So it's like, I don't want to sit on a set for 19 <laughs> hours for, you know, I'm done. a week straight. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on. Um we're gonna have links to all of your uh socials and everything. Um if you wanna tell us your your handle on, on like Instagram. Sure, yeah. I'm Natalie Chow Films on everything. So On everything. Yes. <laughs> on everything, yeah.
2: On that uh, branding TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Uh that's Chow is C H A U. And uh I hope there's the standard way of spelling Natalie. But
1: Yeah. The yeah. links will be around. So, yeah. So yeah, they'll you be can, there can, just, in case. Yeah. just yeah. in
0: case. Just um, in case. Awesome! Thank you so much for being on, and hopefully you'll come back on again and you'll talk about how it wasn't horrible to work with us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you weren't well, the worst. For set. Me. And at that point, it will be it will be the the highlight. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: awesome! Thank you. Thank you, guys. Bye. That was Miss Natalie Chow. Yeah, um, she's a finally a local resource for us
1: yeah i mean she, not she's well yeah not like that but she's just so knowledgeable um i mean no shade to like
0: uh, all of our guests you know
1: like we yeah. love all we love we love them what? all but she's probably the best <laughs> let's <laughs> no, be real
0: no i mean like it's you know everyone's always far like you get people like oh i'm in the uk i'm in canada i mean and then it's like oh we're you know like probably never be able to work with this person or meet up or talk you know aside yeah. from the show so it's like nice to meet somebody that's actually like under a half an hour away from where we live. It's just, it never happens. Everybody's always so far away. So, um, yeah, we're going to have the links to all of her stuff. You should check out her videos, mm-hmm. especially for our listeners who are, are new to film or getting into film. Uh, a really, uh, really good way to get into lingo and uh, into definitions of roles and things on yeah, set. Just what kind you do. of like
1: a, a good, solid base knowledge of what how it all works.
0: Yeah, and not an hour long. So you yeah. can just kind of like get a taste of... Uh, of that information and kind of be able to just take that in at a steady pace otherwise, cause that yeah. gets overwhelming Yeah, when there's so yeah, much I, information. I don't know. I,
1: I can't, I don't, I don't, I have such a, I know I mentioned it to her during the, the, the show or whatever, but I just have such a huge respect for people that can take the knowledge they have as vast as it may be and distill mm-hmm. it down to something simple that some money that doesn't know anything about it can understand that, you know, a teacher essentially. Um, a teacher a teacher Uh, you know I have a lot of respect for that yeah because I'm jealous of that I can't do it
0: you can learn
1: Mm, I don't know I feel like can you really learn someone to teach
0: can you learn someone (laughs) to teach (laughs) I don't know can we learn you how to speak Uh, yeah
1: (laughs) well that was the point
0: I mean you can improve Mm -hmm. on I think you know what it is it's not that you don't know how to teach it's that you don't you're you don't um, categorize things enough and you're you're kind of scatterbrained when you have a lot of information cuz Maybe she'll
1: teach me how to teach.
0: That's how that's how She'll um, learn me how to teach. I shall learn you how to teach. I'm like that when I speak too but if I have to teach something I can reel that in. Yeah. And like it's almost like you have to have bullet points. That's at least my advice, yeah. right? When, I, when I'm when i going to teach somebody something. I can something. teach
1: somebody something that knows about the same amount of knowledge as me. Like no, if I'm just you know, teaching gotta, somebody, like if I'm teaching somebody how to use After Effects and they know how to use After Effects, but I have to teach them something specific about it, I can do I that. I need you
0: to teach me what the logo to right. After Effects is so I know what to click on. That's yeah, where yeah. we're going. We're going that far back. Yeah. And you have, to, you have to sort of compartmentalize that, yeah, right? It's and tricky. and and be like this person knows nothing, and I'm starting from the bottom.
1: Yeah.
0: Because what are you really teaching somebody who has is on the same level of knowledge as you, or are you just sort of existing with them and then st- tr- you're trading tips?
1: Yeah, essentially.
0: You're not teaching them; you're yeah. just trading tips. Yeah. If you're teaching somebody, they don't know this information. Yeah.
1: And you I, are the one giving them the information. Yeah. And I, I, just, I just am like, I feel like it's people just too that, low on the totem people pole. People that, for that you, can is do that. you are trying to say no. People that can do that are so <laughs> more. Of, valuable than the information they can give, right? Because they'll always be able to distill anything they know down to what you you would want to learn from them, you know, in a tutorial or a quick video or whatever it is. But, you know, um, I don't know. I just, I know I mentioned it in the show, but I just don't get people that kind of hold on to information like that. It just boggles my mind that they think that that. If, if the only thing that separates you from everyone else is this b- bit of knowledge, then what is it?
0: Well, you don't intentionally hold information, but you are holding it because you're not teaching it to the people that it's don't science. understand anything.
1: <laughs> well, look, everything I've learned is out because, there because I've learned it from there. Yeah,
0: but, but again, we've talked about that people learn differently yeah right like you're an autodidactic learner mm-hmm. i am
1: not what did you call me
0: <laughs> i am not at all right you could sit with a tutorial and figure that whole thing out and you're okay with not having a physical person to ask questions to you just they go like hey do one two three four and you're like one two three four i got it i don't learn that way mm-hmm. so perhaps that's why it's easier for me to teach because I know what yeah. that is. I, yeah. I understand that process of not understanding what's going on immediately where you're just like, what do you mean you don't have three quarters of this information at the beginning of the class? I'm just here to give you <laughs> the end part. What's wrong with yeah. you? It's like, no, bare bones. We're going down. We're we're hitting basement level and then yeah. we're moving up. So you just got to bring yourself down to our level. us yeah. <laughs> Manual learners. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Noobs. Noobs.
0: Um, anyway, so I don't know what's going on next week. We'll figure things out. We have so much crap going on. Actually, we have, We'll be at um, the festival next we week. We have the festival, so I don't... Oh, God. Yeah, what are we going to do? <laughs> we may have to record prior to the festival because there's going to be so much going on. And then the following week, it's going to be an even bigger, uh, time constraint from us because we're going to be there for two full days because we're on panel. Yeah. One of the days, so... That's good. Yeah, the next two weeks are going to be kind of like crazy. We will release things, but um, how will we release at Mystic? Because we won't be here. Yeah. Like physically won't be here.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh. We'll
1: be here in the evening to release it, but we may. Nuh-uh.
0: No, we On won't. On Sunday? Mm-mm.
1: Oh, we're not getting things, home until yeah. like 11 o'clock at night that yeah. day. i will figure it out. It's going to be
0: busy. Yeah, so the next two weeks we're going to be forced through social situations. You know how much we love those. Um, we're hoping to have a good time. I kid. Um, so next week is the Scene S E N E, Fest in uh, Rhode Island, mm-hmm. in Cranston, 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 Rhode Island. Um, I always think of Brian Cranston. That's just how yeah. I remember. I'm always like, where is it in Rhode? Oh, Cranston, Cranston, Brian Cranston. Um, so that's gonna be that's gonna be pretty. I'm I'm excited for that because they have like a filmmakers lounge room and shit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: we ain't never been to a film fest that had a filmmaker's lounge room. I don't yeah, know. Right? It's either going to be really cool or it's going to be like folding chairs and Doritos. I don't know. But either way, that's more than we've had.
1: Sure. Like if you say, gave me bottled folding water. Folding chairs and Doritos, and Doritos sound pretty
0: good. <laughs> We'd be like, nice. <laughs> it doesn't take a lot for us. Yeah. Um, because normally there would be no such thing as even a filmmaker's meetup room anyhow. So yeah. uh, any level's great for us, honestly. But I'm just kind of excited to see how... How that's gonna go and
1: uh and it'll be our anniversary.
0: <sighs> yes, it will right. I've
1: been with you. For at least the one 15 we years. at least the one we celebrate anyway.
0: Yeah. We don't celebrate our wedding or like when we got married because neither of us ever remember the date. It was in June.
1: June, yeah. The
0: beginning of June, I can give you that. I wanna say like June fourth.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm gonna go with June fourth, but I could be wrong. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I've been <laughs> I've been with you a shit ton of time, all yep. right? Yep. We're just at that stage. Numbers don't even matter. You're right. here. but No no one's going anywhere. Yeah. So thank you for joining us. A shout out
1: to MoGraph. To thank Mo-Graph. You, MoGraph.
0: And uh, if you have anything that you've watched or think we should watch or you, you have, whatever, you know, like send it our way. We're going to have all the links for uh, Natalie's stuff. So please do check her work out. Um, and if you're local in the Hudson Valley area, there's really good meetups where we're, we're, we're hoping to see the community kind of go in a more indie direction.
1: Yeah.
0: We're really trying to push it in, in a more indie-friendly direction and not like, oh, it's our film was indie. We only had a million dollars. Like, that wasn't indie. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, that's a lot of money for us. It's all
1: perspective, right? It's all
0: perspective, but we're talking like low-budget, micro-budget. Let's put it yeah. that way. We're hoping to open the community up to include micro-budget productions. Yeah. Please. Please. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Bye. We love-